0: Welcome back, everyone, to the 4 o'clock hour of the Lori
1: and Julia show. Julia is sadly not with us today, but not so sadly. We have... It's
0: Brittany Witch. All right, I'm less
1: mad at Taylor. I just listened to You're anti-hero saying, no. and we're back. We're back to besties. You just can't have all my money, Taylor, okay? Yeah. Okay, I leave some for me. Yeah, that,
0: that could be just like a little bit of... Uh a possible misstep, the fact that tail you know, that, yeah. that
1: that... It should just be put on a streaming service. Uh, yes. You've made enough from us, man. You know, like
0: how Miss Americana was.
1: Well, even her rep tour is on yeah. Netflix. I watch yeah. it all the time. You do. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Right. Now
0: we're getting to the bottom of this. I know. Okay, so we have to... We, we've said goodbye to an incredible... Uh, Singer, uh people you might not know the name Jean Knight, but you know she had a huge, huge, huge hit. It came out in nineteen seventy one. It has been used in so many TV shows and movies like uh Mighty Ducks, Super Bad, um The Deuce TV show, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Crookland. I mean, it just sets a certain tone. It is such a Funky funky song it was a humongous radio hit in 1971 and it's Gene uh, Night last Wednesday died of um natural causes in her home in New Orleans and her bouncy hit and it was recorded someplace in Mississippi but then Stax record label where they were they like we know how to get this song out there yeah. and I remember going to the Stax museum and in Memphis and Gene Knight, uh, they have her featured because this she sold like two million uh, records and she lost uh, a Grammy out to Aretha Franklin. But she's very much featured at Stax record label and uh, that the museum itself. And so here's her song, uh, Mr. Big Stuff.
1: I mean, how can you not dance to this song? It's so good. And like, you just want to like point aggressively at somebody. Oh, you think you're so So big? big? Yeah. Oh.
0: It's so good. Mr. Big Stuff. Mm -hmm. Who do you think you are, Mr. Big Stuff? You never ever get my love. Oh, such Jeez. an epic song. And her hair. Oh, her hair is so just big and amazing. Amazing. And that was a worldwide hit. You know, it was a worldwide global hit. And born Jean Caliste in New Orleans. And uh, she uh, recorded her first demo a cover of Jackie Wilson's Stop Dogging Me Around at Age 22. And that helped her get her first record deal. But had trouble finding a song and then she soon found herself working as a baker to make ends meet before a collaboration with this songwriter by Ralph Williams was his name, changed the trajectory. So she recorded that song at the Malico studios in um, Jackson, Mississippi. And, but it wasn't released until it ended up uh, being released by Stax records and it spent uh you know weeks at the chart and sold uh, 2 million like I said and she was nominated for best female r&b at the 1972 Grammy Awards but Aretha took that home that night but she had other she had some other hits but nothing as big as that and she didn't uh, you know back then she didn't she just was paid one time for the song so she'd never really made that much money but then when it started getting into movies and and tv then she started getting that you know the check in the mail
1: what's wild to think about is you know in the back and when people are working in bakeries they often have the radio on at some point in her life she was She's probably baking. baking to her own song, song. Mr Big Stuff yeah. and like singing along and people were like what are you why are you here like yeah. what is and that? and she was a
0: regular at the New Orleans Jazz Fest cuz that's where she lived yeah. and um people just absolutely loved her and she just could sing and sing and sing and but everybody so many ages of people know this song cuz it's been in so many uh uh, tv shows and movies and i think it's been i think the beastie boys i think people have sampled it yeah
1: absolutely you'll that hear song. yeah i'm sure you, depending on your age you i would just... love
0: britney to do a twirly dance to this song me too yeah i would really i would like someone who you know is listening who feels like britney would listen to you like suggest for one of her you Know hallway twirly dancing. I would love to see her do her little to Mr.
1: Big. Song. Me too. <laughs> you know what? I'm in the mood for a Britney spinning ever since I finished my book. The book you let me borrow. I know. I know. I have, it puts a whole new light on the spin dancing around, doesn't it? It really does. I have a newfound, <laughs> like, all right, yeah, go off. I actually never bugged me. I don't take social media that serious, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like. And you're probably the same. You do silly things and you don't like it's not like I I don't overanalyze things Mm. I post. I'm not like, oh, I don't look this certain way or whatever. I don't really care. So I didn't take it that serious. I think people that take that stuff all that serious anyways are they probably need a health and wellness check because like it's just it's it's not it's not that deep. No, no. And it shouldn't be. But yeah, I I love that you brought up talking about Gene knight because what an icon yeah just such such a good
0: song so like uh it made me think i was like oh yeah i gotta play i gotta play that uh i gotta play that song a little more often that is a song ellie that actually i feel like there could be singing on a friday to this song because it's
1: we could sing real quiet yeah i was gonna say we're gonna have to really bump up because i do think it's surprisingly (laughs) should we try it Let's no, just try it. Right now. What is wrong
0: with you, you little math? Well, we have a- Ellie with us, so if she has got a sing, voice, yeah, sing with us. You always hype that up. I'm sorry, but but Ellie. You do. you do. You can sing. I'm not tone deaf. That's different from singing. <laughs> yeah, Julie. I mean, yes. Julie and I are the first to admit that we are absolutely tone deaf. We hear it clear as a bell in our head. At least <laughs> clear.
1: Isabelle, it seems the only as if singing, we're singing. The only thing I can do is like mocking, not mocking, but like imi- imitating other people. Yeah. That's what I can do. That's like a it. share imitation. Like a hello, hello, huh? hello, hello. Yeah. You know, yeah, I can yeah, do yeah. the Shakira. I can yeah. do like a Britney Spears. Well, let's
0: just try in honor of Gene right. Knight, who died of natural causes and an amazing soul singer. Let's everyone try it. Okay. All right.
1: All right. Do I need to play it? You're singing it right now? Yeah, we're not going to sing it without the music. Oh, my God. Well, there you go, Lori. You got your wish. Uh, Thank you. Your Monday wish. You're welcome. We all sing along. (laughs) All
0: right. Well, that is a great damn song. It's so good. It put me in a pretty
1: good mood, too. I'm I'm, I'm into it.
0: All right. Listen, we'll be right back with Random Thoughts. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did noticed ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He
1: looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's, it's just random. Just random. It's That's all, all it is. Brittany here, filling those... <laughs> Brittany here. <laughs> ...size seven shoes of Julia's. Uh, Black Friday shoppers... They showed up. They went to work on Friday, and they said that $9.8 billion in the U.S. online sales, up 7.5% from last year. Good. Looks like uh, that reflects the advantage of big deal days and finding it easier to compare the discounts online. They're saying Cyber Monday today. Didn't and know. Small
0: Business Saturday, I small, hope, was successful.
1: I, loved, small, I like that day. Me too. Yeah. When I worked at a small business, I loved it because there was a lot of people that would just peruse and kind of like check out the place. And I found I found stuff at every place I perused. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's isn't that, to the truth. You yeah. can try it on. Um, so they're saying like a lot of really good deals on electronics this mm-hmm. weekend, or not this weekend, today. Uh, the best deals, they're saying, if you need... A computer, an iPad. Um, now the time. Now it strike. Now, okay. I bought AirPods because I'm missing uh, one of my AirPods. I think a dog ate it. Mm-hmm. I think a cat hit it down, and I think a dog ate it. I'm have I have conspiracies. Okay, was it sick a good of, deal? Justin's sick of me talking about it, oh, so he God. said, "Get another pair." <laughs> so or maybe I might have two pair at some point. We'll wait on that poop to defrost. Um. So yeah, it was a really good deal. It was like half price, but yeah. I bought like an old pair. So it's fine. Yeah. Um. So hit that up if you want. Um, another less exciting story or less uh, advantageous story is the Swedish cross country skier. His name is Cal Haverson. This is the second time this has happened to him too. He froze his penis. What? Uh, he was competing in icy temperatures in Finland mm-hmm. uh, at the, on the weekend. And after a 20 kilometer world cup event in Ruka, Halverson said that he had to take shelter in the war after sustaining a frozen penis. And he had to go. He was, you know, talking to doing. He was talking to media. And he says very solemnly, he goes, I have a I have frozen frozen my penis Mm -hmm. for real. Yeah. And uh, you should take him seriously because he's also this is not the first time he's done it. So he's very aware. He's he's not wearing the
0: correct Underwear and stuff in it that is just bad clothing choices on his part. There's no reason for his um
1: wiener, yeah, to be frozen. Uh, I agree, I mean, I agree. Yeah, I don't think this guy is ever... a
0: glutton for a frozen penis, <laughs> well, also. But- <laughs> It is because there's clothing there's uh, everybody would be freezing their penises otherwise in skiing they you know if like if you get frostbite of the extremities, which I'm gonna include this is a penis extremity. Is an it's extremity. it happen it can sticking happen outside of your body. once it happens once, once. it's like pretty easy oh. for happen to happen again occur. yeah, oh, okay. I was just gonna
1: say that so like they talk about blood cells and all, all these right, things well
0: I mean in skiing do they have thing you know like it's like to keep it does make so me wonder. So it doesn't wonder. get wet and freeze if you're sweating right there? I never heard of a guy having that issue in skiing, but our toes and fingers, fingers. fingers were constantly white to purple. Right, right.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not doing a sport that any of my genitalia yeah. could do. Right. So this guy <laughs> just is susceptible now. Yeah, There's... he's 34 years old, and he said that it's lucky that I'm uh, about to have my second child because it's going to be difficult in the future if I'm going to continue like this. So yeah, frozen todger can't be good <laughs> for your sperm production. It's not the one you want. No. So uh good luck uh to you in all your endeavors. Also, I think you're right. I think you got to high and tight. You got to get that close to your body. This doesn't yeah, but penis doesn't so can, need to be an extremity to that point. That's right. It'll it's natural inclination,
0: at least from my observance. And Which that you've it, done a good you've done the groundwork.
1: Tuckling
0: back up when it's cold. It's the shrinkage. Is I, like if it could, it would crawl inside of itself. Listen,
1: you know? I, we know that I'm still discovering things because right. I didn't know that penises float until last year when we had that big talk about it. So I oh. am not the one. <laughs> I am not. The one to uh... did I teach you that? Yes. Well, no, no, no. So I found out because I was talking to my husband while he was taking a bath, and I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah. Because me and him, we they float. I was like, "What are you?" He's like, "No, this just does what it does." And I was like, "And this was all totally innocent." I was brushing my teeth. He was taking a bath, and we just like baths at our house. Elliot's a thing. Oh, I love baths and boobs float Mm -hmm. and boobs float. I get mine aren't big enough to go anywhere, so they just kind of (laughs) Mm -hmm. exist. Um. But yeah, so I brought this information for Sex Monday, because uh, Lori was gone, and Lori had a lot to say to me the next day. She was like, you didn't know that? Yeah. Haven't you had sex in a hot tub? And I said, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that just sounds like an infection waiting to happen.
0: Well, but sometimes it's just a Listen. moment that was waiting to happen.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. I feel like I spent half my, like... My my youth in a swimming suit. I had UTIs constantly. I'm not have, I'm not having sex in any body of water. Sorry. All right. And I don't. I, I and I think in theory, the theory of it is better than the actuality, for sure. Okay. But a yeah. moment, I won't. Got, yeah. If the moment still strikes, Justin. If the moment strikes, yeah. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> um, there's this new. T- <laughs> there's a tweet going around. A what? A tweet. An okay. X.
0: I thought you said a tweak.
1: Yep. I probably <laughs> did. I'm laughing. Um, about how these forgotten celebrity couples, I thought you would love this because oh. you probably remember most of these. Let's see. Let's go. This
0: is like really doing the gossip uh, train now. Um,
1: Mila Kunis and Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, they dated for like seven years. Yes. they were the oddest couple. They, uh, you were so right. There's mm-hmm. roughly eight years between them in 2010 yeah. to two uh, 2002 to 2010. Yeah. Joe Hutcherson and Vanessa Hudgens. Joe Hutcherson or Josh? I'm sorry, Josh. Josh Hutcherson. He's the one who uh, was in. He's got um, a blue eye and a green eye. He was in Dallas. Hunger Games. He's in Hunger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, a little, yeah. He's just a little bit on the short side, right. but he's gorgeous. Yeah. Um. They dated for a while too, and I kind of forgot about that. Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. and Nick Jonas. Oh yeah, they dated. But was that a real one? It was. I mean, yeah, Nick
0: Jonas. You know, he like I think he dated Selena. I think yeah. he dated. I
1: remember reading that in Tiger Beat. Tiger Beat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, were, Tiger Beat And, and Disney really... was like they were happy to have the romance. Yeah, you know, in house. Yeah, yeah. This one I don't know how you. I think maybe Gen Z is just learning this. But I don't know how anybody who experienced it could ever forget Angelina Jolie, Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, yeah. My Mm. gosh. The vial of blood, the
0: everything. I mean, they always looked like they just had sex out of whatever limo they got out of on a red carpet. They just looked
1: tussled. And they were uh, married between 2000 and 2002. They
0: met on the movie Tin Cup and he was engaged to Laura Dern. Oh Oh my God. He was engaged to Laura Dern and she found out she was no longer engaged when those two like showed up somewhere together.
1: Bullet dodged. Laura. uh yeah, yeah laura you would have had you know that uh, divorce laura you played you would have had to get one of those real ones
0: but you know what i think um oh no billy bob there is something very oh, sexy about him so sexy.
1: you and i that's our type though you and yeah. i you and i would be and, weak
0: around and, him and he and angelina like she's friends with all of her exes except
1: had the money know, the father of
0: her kids. I, I mean, know. No, you and Johnny I would, Lee
1: Miller. She's friends with Billy Bob Thornton. I will never go. Oh, a disheveled skinny guy. Gross. I would say I get it. <laughs> yeah, I get <laughs> it. it. You and I always get yeah, it. We like it. All right, I got one more qualm okay. I need to bring to the. uh This is not a relationship. I just need them to quit making crappy new Santa bears. I'm a big Santa bear collector, and the 2023 one is half the size and is just another knit cap, and people are paying forty bucks for them, oh. and I am mad at Dayton's. Slash uh, Marshall Field, I need them to step it up. I I would Who like. Does to, the Santa Bear anymore? Marshall Fields, I think it's still like Dayton's downtown area. Yeah. Um, and there's a market for them, so just make them the normal size. Yeah. I'm not gonna buy this. I'm okay. not gonna. The last two, this 2022 and that's 2023. It. You're putting your foot down. I'm your putting, Santa Bear foot is down, and I am like your. I would buy it for if you put in a normal size one for 50 bucks. Done. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's an insane amount to pay for a stuffed animal every year. I get it. But please, please fix what you've done. You have wronged us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Are right, you feel better? I a little. All right. Good. Between that and singing, I'm i in it. All right.
0: Good. Hey, everyone. It's Lori here for MSP Airport. And having just uh, traveled this past weekend, of course, I was like Casey. Even though we're leaving uh, at ten o'clock in the morning, I want to be out at the airport at eight on Thanksgiving morning. I'm gonna do some Thanksgiving Day shopping while I'm out there, and uh, also I'm so glad I we prepaid for our parking, that because it was it was full at Terminal One, pretty pretty dang full. And then when we got home last night, we got zip right out because you have the QR code. But we have such a nice airport. There's so many great shops, restaurants. It's beautiful if you're just looking to. Go and sit in lounges. You've got lots of options. You've got lots of uh, restaurants and bars to enjoy. Great shopping, and of course, paying your parking ahead of time and checking out with TSC. TSA wait uh, list time is all of that. MSPairport.com. Oh, this is a throwback. Right? I feel like people are like dancing at weddings and proms right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good song.
1: Oh, this is such a good song. Good, good
0: song. Okay, well, I, I swear uh, this story just—I it, it can't believe it. It's been seven years since Prince Harry met an American girl by the woman by the name of Meghan Markle. It's been seven years. That's
1: that, that's wild. Isn't that wild?
0: Yeah. And. Um, one of the greatest ironies about all of everything because basically this is my theory okay. it's just a theory okay all right. but i have a i felt that william he's always had a little bit of jealousy and envy about his brother harry cuz he's the spare yeah he doesn't have to wear the weight of the crown.
1: Also, he's no,
0: no. That's that's it. That's he it. But like it. on that's, top
1: of that, he's also Harry's like. but, but the shape a, of him, the body of him, is like more. Like he's just.
0: No, you're still missing the bigger
1: point. Yeah, he can never.
0: It wouldn't matter yeah. because William is going to be king. I know. So he's in. What's the, the cheese stands alone? Yeah. Whatever the saying is, I mean it doesn't. He has this whole thing that he's been born into. He gets no choice. He's got this thing totally. So he has always, even um, I would bet, when they were boys. Would have a little jealousy about Harry that Harry is the, the spare.
1: Yeah, there's more of the freedom that the doesn't spare, have that
0: and end. and so like that's like one of the things Princess Diana. She would always say, "But Harry, if you were going to be king, you'd be good king, Harry." And she probably told William something else. You know, she probably was trying to make it be okay. This unchangeable destiny that yeah. both of her boys have. So when Harry meets. Um, You know, because he just dated, you know, other English women that were in their set, their aristocratic set, you know, in the that all knew what was what. And they all were raised the same and they all went to the same fox hunts and, you know, Mm -hmm. all this other crap. And he meets Meghan Markle. And when William realizes it's serious, he is wildly jealous. Of course. He's wildly jealous. And. He always thought that there is a comfort in a weird way if someone that you know and love that's so dear to you, if you can, like, get them to always say the same, wouldn't that be great?
1: Yeah, and, like, always be available to you. To you. And and not in, like, a bad way, but, like, I know it's all, it's, I love when people you're really close to are readily available. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, William has just not ever warmed to Meghan. He also, we know from reading Harry's book, he like, she's a silly actress. She's been divorced before. She won't understand our ways. All things that, you know, you could hear a brother be saying, you know, because they couldn't have been... From two very different worlds. Absolutely. And he might have even said, well, you know how the British press is going to be. You know how racist, you know, so and so is or whatever. Harry didn't care. He was smitten. He was head over heels in love, felt like he found his home. Yeah. With his heart. So that is where the brothers, this is where they broke in 2016. And I think William is he's kind of a bitter Betty about his lot in life because yeah. where is the Royal family going? Queen Elizabeth was the monarch to the, how many multiple generations she's gone King Charles
1: aka King Chuck, he's not that well liked. No he's they're not getting handed the pristine present that other people have been handed.
0: Well, I mean in Queen Elizabeth her story of even how she wasn't ever supposed to be queen is almost fairy tale like and that she rules for 70 years. I mean, it's like you couldn't write that stuff. so yeah uh, it's been interesting to see you know how much it, that William, The irony, getting back to that point, is that William has done to Harry Mm -hmm. what Charles did to Diana, and that is throw his wife, or in this case his brother, kind of red meat to the British Royal Rota system that they have to not write about him, but like to distract and... Charles did the same thing. He was constantly planting stories about Diana through his people about that she was crazy and that she tried to take her life and she had anorexia, all this stuff. And William, through he did all kinds of briefings through his aides and stuff about Megan and, you know, trying to get his brother to like break up with her.
1: I could totally see that because I know what it's like to love a sibling so much that like
0: you. You know you're going to lose. You're like, oh, God, he's never
1: going to come back from this. He's marrying an American girl. Pa, what are we going to do? And I don't know what it's like to be on that to that extent, obviously. But like, you know what I mean? Like, there is something about like and they, they he doesn't look at. I don't think he sees his brother as an equal for, like, the sacrifice that's being made. Yes. And so, like... So he thinks his brother, you should stay by my side. You should stay by my side. And also, on top of it, it's not that big a deal if I put this in the tabloids compared to if something came out of me. That would be the worst. You know what I mean? Like, he still has that mentality. Which, in 2016, one of the things that coincided
0: for, for William was this whole... Rose of Chumley, yeah. the that he was, you that know, he didn't he have an affair. Well, he always has. I yeah. mean, this is what the the kings. I mean, they have royal mistresses. Camilla was a mistress. Yeah, you know, t- uh a mistress. Even when he had other girlfriends, when he had his wife Diana, it's just the way. I mean, she's probably he's probably been mistressless for many years now for whatever reason. But anyway, so this guy Omid Scobie, who has been a royal uh, reporter in the Royal uh, Rhoda. He's worked for several different publications. He's got a book coming out tomorrow. And the palace, Buckingham Palace is like just going crazy over this book because he has very detailed receipts of different stories of the shenanigans that have gone on in Buckingham Palace with throwing... Megan and Harry under the bus to keep William looking fresh and good and uh so he's got this book coming out tomorrow. He has uh gave an interview, I think he was on CBS Sunday morning. He said he's never interviewed Megan for this. He is sympathetic to her in the in the sense that he is a biracial man mm-hmm. living in England, seeing what the racial bias is. With the colonization and the empire and all the very complicated, you know, ways and uncomplicated ways uh, that Britain is a racist place. So but people think he's too soft towards her. So some of the headlines that are coming out today. Princess Anne advised King Charles to evict the Sussexes from Frogmore. Queen Camilla thanked Piers Morgan for his attacks on the Duchess of Sussex. Princess Kate spent more time talking about Meghan than with Meghan. Uh, Meghan and Kate were uh, always encouraged by the palace to dress like Diana or pay homage to her if she was borrowing, if they were borrowing jewelry, tiaras. I mean, there's all kinds of kind of like juicy uh, stuff in the book. Also, King Charles referred to, um, because he had just been crowned king when the Harry and Meghan Netflix Did you guys watch that, Harry and Meghan, on Netflix? Yeah, Kate in particular adored it. It was so good. So he had just been crowned, and everyone was just talking about Harry and Meghan. Uh, And so he would refer to um, Harry as that fool, but apparently he and Harry are good now. And it wasn't Prince Charles who was wondering about the skin tone, but rather a couple other people in the royal family, Mm. maybe older and so he, anyway, the, the they're just losing their mind, Buckingham Palace, that Prince William never briefed against his brother. And Harry, in his book Spare, gives multiple examples of when he knows for a fact yeah. that his brother, through palace aides, briefed stuff because he, there was stuff that he deliberately put out there to see if it would be bitten. Yeah. Yeah, so, and... Charles did this all the time to Diana, and she did it somewhat to him, too. It's this whole weird game. And all, you know, that Harry ever really asked his grandmother to do, but I think it was too overwhelming to her at the age of 90, um, was he wanted her to change the Royal Rota um, agreement that they have, that Buckingham Palace has with the British press. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's like basically 15 newspapers and maybe all of them tabloid. And, you know, the Sunday Times, the Telegraph, maybe the sun isn't part of the Royal Road. I mean, the most tabloidy news of the world wasn't. But there is this real weird, uh, you know, back and forth, give and take, bribe and dodge thing with the British a press and Buckingham Palace. Oh, yeah. And it was started in the 40s as a way to manage the press because the war, everything that was going on, it was so depressing and people yeah. needed to be lifted up. So they came up with this way of doing it. And as Harry pointed out to his grams, yeah. we don't do anything the same way that we used to anymore. Why do we
1: still work with these people who print... Terrible things about all of us. Yeah, it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. And it's definitely And she
0: couldn't handle changing it and That's a lot. It That's is a lot. lot. So I she's mean... like, let you guys figure it out. Yeah. But William doesn't want to change it because this is how he, you know, kept because he had a very particular preference. Yeah. With Rose of Chumley. And I'll just call him Prince Peg and leave <laughs> it at that. Okay,
1: <laughs> that's it. If you want to Google that, don't yeah. do it on a company computer. Yeah. So anyway, um,
0: just interesting. Omid Scobie people are just like the. You're going to see a lot about this book, but that is why there's a proliferation of royal headlines, very dishy stuff. It's from Omid Omid Scobie's book, but even um, some of the royal watchers yeah. that ABC and CBS and NBC used said. He has impeccable sourcing. Are you going to uh, read uh, this? Uh, probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you must update it. <laughs> probably,
0: probably. All right, listen, we'll be right back with Hollywood Speak. Ah. Hey, everybody. Lori here for Learning Rx. And oh, my gosh, I just saw uh, again. And um, I guess it was uh, both the Starch and Pioneer Press about a reading and how much a reading Scoring in all kinds of grades uh, have happened with kids since 2020 and just it's like it's like as a group everyone has gotten behind and they've got new things that they've got planned in the school but if you maybe you've already had a diagnosis of dyslexia or ADD and you're like I don't know if I want to you know do the medication thing or dyslexia we've tried all the tutoring Go to Rx. That eye-opening assessment is eye-opening for both the kid as well as the parents. 952 uh, 949 And grandparents, uh, aunts and uncles, holidays are coming up. Maybe you want to do this for one of your kids that you know.
1: What are you trying to say? Hollywood. Hollywood speaking. What is the meaning of this?
0: So we're just saying Endgame, Omed Scobie's book. yeah Endgame, the, the reason he called it Endgame is what is the endgame going to be for the royal family? Yeah. The British monarchy with Queen Elizabeth gone, not that much fondness for Charles and really not for William either. No. He's burnt, burnt it by doing scorched earth on his brother. Yeah. Not being just the bigger
1: older brother. Again, I don't think by any means, you know, we were talking about this, is like, I don't by any means think, like, I'm not delusional that they'll go, we just shouldn't have one. But I think this is the closest we're going to get. Well, that's why it's kind of interesting, you know, that, that like, some of the,
0: like, if I were Buckingham Palace, I mean, I would not be the issuing flat denials that William has never briefed anybody when Omid Scobie has multiple examples. And Harry yeah. gave us examples I would be broaching more of the story that the monarchy is in, you know, good shape, and that people, you know, the pumping up, like that. He's wondering what is the end game for the British monarchy. His book is a bigger problem for the institution, really does, the firm yeah. than they're letting on. Okay, so here's one. Here's one for you. So uh, Margot Robbie um, gave an interview, and she was asked, of course. Because, you know, 10 whatever billion, however much money that, a huge, huge, unbelievable box office success. And um, she was asked about a follow-up. And she said this, I think we put everything into this one. We didn't build it to be a trilogy or, or something. Oh, this is the Associated Press she's talking to. Greta put everything into this movie, so I can't imagine what would be next.
1: There's nobody's doing a sequel. Mm-mm. She's too big for a sequel anyways. She's the type that should just go on to the next project. And sometimes on a movie like this, isn't it just perfect one and done? I believe it. I think it cheapens the first one and like I think people can no, eh, go on to the next thing and make it an event. I love kind the of event. It's refreshing to hear, right? Yeah, like cuz well, like, yeah, I'm well adapt adapt the concept
0: if you're going to do it, you know? Like don't keep fishing the same well but i also have seen like a lot of success out of the whole turning a toy into a movie concept yeah. as long as we do it with some criticism so maybe just move on to like something else interesting yeah chad. the adventures of chad, yeah. <laughs> adventures of chad.
1: <laughs> no you're right and it's yeah. uh
0: but it is kind of refreshing just and of course classic that it's women they're just like no no, that's I don't. It. want because you know, Greta Gerberg had said the same
1: thing. I, I put everything into this one. I don't know what else I could say. Because everyone else is like, but what if we put this price tag on it? What do we? There's money to be made right. here. There was that's money. That's not still the underway. motivation, and that shouldn't be because mm-hmm. I think it cheapens the product. I think yeah. you can, like you said, have the same kind of vibe for a different product. I love that they are just feeling strong enough to say no, we're good we're Especially moving Especially when we've got this Marvel universe where people are actually oh, marvelled out. And like marvelled out is right. Mhm. Okay, Kathy
0: Hilton. <gasps> Love. She was on with Hoda and Jenna uh you know because Paris, is- Paris Hilton ordered another designer baby mm-hmm. via surrogacy and it showed up 10 months after the first one. And it's so wild. And the baby girl's name is London. London. And I don't know what she's promoting. I, I guess her memoir is being turned into a TV series.
1: I, I was going to say, I think they That's, also are possibly doing her, her reality, reality show. show part two. Yeah.
0: So they care, Kathy and Paris. And I couldn't. Believe it, but Jenna Bush Hager she asked um, Kathy Hilton about the tricky time her sister's going through right now, and that's a pretty good way of
1: oh my gosh, okay. she asked about Kyle, yes.
0: And so, here's what uh, we don't have the audio, but this is what Kathy said when I first saw it, I, I was just like, it just broke my heart. She's strong, she's resilient, and I love my nieces. I just want her to be happy. (sighs) She doesn't know a thing.
1: She doesn't know a thing. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm surprised she hasn't stepped in because she likes when Kyle's struggling. But... But I don't think they're in good enough terms right now mm -hmm. to go for it because they just got off. They're still dealing with their big fallout from the reunion. I don't think they've talked since. But I would say now... There is a chance they could be back where they're at because she likes a broken Kyle. She likes, but the problem is, is Kyle's actually stronger than she's ever been, even though she's going well, through this a divorce.
0: Is then, this is what uh, Kathy said. She said, honestly, you're asking me. Well, there's no way Kyle would have gone this far unless she really thought about it. Yeah. So she knows her sister, and listen, she's not going to bring up the financial. He's the feds are after Mauricio for illegally. He was supposed to sell this government confiscated oh, yeah. house in Malibu, Malibu. Yeah. And he didn't sell it. He and his real estate partner bought it and then flipped it for like double the price and now he's got and- the feds investigating him. And I think that that Kyle, Kyle just found out about it like yeah. in the last year or so.
1: He kept it from her, and they could lose everything. And here's the thing about Kyle. She's not your ride or die. She is the type that is such a rule follower. Like, I, I've met people like her where she does not, not, doesn't doesn't want to speed. She doesn't want to, you know, she is a rule follower. So if she found out that Mo did this, He's, and there, I, he, I'm just saying, like, if she, that's something... Grounds for divorce completely. And yeah. it's not like she was madly in love with him at the time. He's been, he works constantly and she's going through this I don't want to drink, I don't want to go out thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So I think that's it. And I think Kathy just, you know, was like, I'm like, way to go, Jenna, for asking. I know, Jenna's, a doing, situation. Jenna, Jenna's doing the
1: hard work, going okay. up
0: for work. We're going to talk about this a little bit later, but you read the Britney book. But yes. Jamie Lynn Spears is on um, the UK reality show. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Get
1: me out of here.
0: And um, during Saturday's episode, uh, she was asked about Britney. And this is what she said. She's a good big sister. She is. Yeah, I love her. Me and her throw down. The world's seen that. I've learned to stop talking about it publicly. (laughs) But you know what? Families fight. Listen, we just do it better than most. Oh, (gasps) my
1: God. Why are you diminishing
0: everything? Uh, And she insists she's never taken anything from Brittany.
1: (laughs) That's not true. Well, I mean, that's just not true. They all benefited from Brittany. You know, Brittany bought them a house when she was younger. Um. I actually, ha- I mean, we, I know we're going to talk about this more. I have a weird little bit of pity for for Jamie, but I'm going to tell you this right now: read your read your sister's book, yeah, because I don't think you have the fact mm-hmm. that you are still saying our families fight. Your families don't do what your family did to Brittany.
0: That's right. Thank you very much. Me and her throw down.
1: I know what a. And the thing is, I really want them to be friends again, and I really think they could trauma bond be in in a good way.
0: Jamie, I mean, uh, yeah, Jamie Lynn is gonna have to do some damn therapy I know and get on her hands and knees and crawl to her sister maybe mail her some letters first I she's gonna have to do a lot of work because she does not understand the ways that she betrayed her sister
1: no and I I can understand how she wouldn't know some of it because she was also yeah I get scared it. of her dad yeah I get it but I still. get it I know and that's where I go read the book sit for on Leave that for a, sit on that for a little bit think about what what this woman went through and like you need to show up for Britney in a way that is not going to benefit you is just going to... Be, if if you want a relationship with your sister, I hate this. I hate that she's talking about her. I hate that she goes, we throw down. You know, families do this the most. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. I remember
0: Jamie Lynn Spears was the first person voted off this season's Dancing with the Stars.
1: Rightfully, The so. Britney
0: fans were not... I don't know how they managed that.
1: I know. That's pretty good. Well, I don't yeah. put anything past them. Right. Us. Exactly. Alright,
0: listen... We're here. We're here. We're here. We're doing it. We're doing it. We'll be back.